You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a boot camp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. All right, so welcome to the Course Report Coding Bootcamp September News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Imogen. And I'm Lauren. And each month we look at the happenings of coding bootcamps. And as a lovely reminder, if you go to coursereport.com slash resources, once this is live, we'll publish a list of every article, story, and announcement that we talk about in this podcast. So this month, we spent a lot of time on our latest bootcamp alumni outcomes and demographics report. So of course, we're going to cover that. But what else are we going to talk about today, Imogen? Well, we have a lot of great news about the growth of the industry, increasing diversity in tech through boot camps, opportunities for veterans, plus news about successful bootcamp alumni and new schools and campuses. And this month, we're actually going to do something fun and a little bit new. So we get a ton of questions from future boot campers who are trying to figure out which language they should learn or if they're like too old for a boot camp or which boot camp is best for them if they're a working mom, all sorts of questions. So we're actually going to put our heads together and answer a question later in the podcast. But first, let's talk about the 2016 Alumni Outcomes and Demographics Study. If you haven't read this one, you totally should, but we'll recap it for you here. We found great insight on motivations for attending a coding bootcamp, key demographics of bootcampers, and salary and job placement outcomes. Liz, what were some of the key takeaways? So this year we found that the typical attendee is 30 years old, they have about 6.8 years of work experience, and they have at least a bachelor's degree, and they've never worked as a programmer. So one of the most exciting findings that I thought is that bootcamp graduates are reporting a 64% lift in salary to an average salary of about $67,000. So that's amazing. Wow, and get this, 43% of bootcamp attendees are female. So no, bootcampers are not just for young programmers. <laughs> Love that. We also found that graduates report an average satisfaction of 8.83 out of 10, and 73% of bootcampers are working full-time in a role that uses the skills taught at bootcamp. Also, the use of external lending partners like Skills Fund and Climb Credit has increased drastically since 2014. It was 8% in 2014, and now it's 17% in 2016. Amazing. So, okay, so if you head over to Course Report under the Insights tab of this year's report, you'll see we got to dig really deep into success by race, gender, location, socioeconomic status, undergraduate major, industry, and a lot of other factors. And there's a lot of talk about whether or not coding boot camps are quote unquote worth it. And I think the findings from this year's report are helping to actually answer that question. Um, and I always love seeing how journalists use the data from those reports. So Emma, and what did we see this month written by journalists about, about that outcomes report? Yeah, there have been a lot of great articles about the report. For example, CIO reporter Sylvain Kalash used our stats from the study to demonstrate the demographics of typical coding bootcamp students. But he questions whether bootcamp students are really equipped to meet industry standards by calling grads, quote unquote, superficially prepared software engineers. That seems a bit harsh. 
Yeah, but then he also says that college students study too much theory and lack practical skills and wonders what could be the right balance. So Sylvain suggests that the answer could be longer boot camps, like Turing or Galvanize. He also likes the idea of the Equip program, where colleges actually partner with coding boot camps. Yes. Other reporters at GeekWire, Education Dive, The Street, and EdSearch have also noted the impressive 64% increase in salary that students have after attending a boot camp. So as another shameless plug, (laughs) you're definitely going to want to see the full report findings. Yeah, please do check that out. So y'all, what other news have we seen in September? Imogen, I was spying on you this month and I noticed that you were watching that CS for All Summit. What'd you learn? Yeah, so hashtag CS for all. Um, One win for the tech and coding industry was the CS for all summit held at the White House in September. Thought leaders, educators, and students got together to discuss how to make sure our workforce is trained to be able to handle all the tech jobs that exist now and for new ones in the future. That's that's cool. Do they talk about boot camps at all? The focus was mainly on K-12, but there was a lot of emphasis on getting more girls and women into coding, which is awesome. Dodie Barnett, a legislator for the Muscogee Creek Nation, emphasized that girls needed to be brought up knowing they're just as capable as boys, which I thought was an awesome point. And I also really enjoyed listening to Megan Smith, the U.S. Chief Technology Officer, who pointed out that of the highest paying jobs in the U.S., 49% require coding. Yeah, that's... Love Megan Smith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And staying on top of statistics and research, two College of Charleston professors have granted $189,000 in funding to study coding boot camps and how they compare to a traditional four-year computer science education. Post and Courier reporter Thad Moore covered the two-year study, which is funded by the National Science Foundation in conjunction with California think tank ETR Associates. So will that study finally end the coding boot camp versus college debate? Uh, Well, the study is not focused on which type of education is better, but it's focused on seeing what advantages both coding schools and computer science degrees have and how they could influence each other. Very interesting. I wonder if the results of that study will be consistent with our yearly outcomes reports. Hopefully they will. So still thinking about industry patterns, Full Stack Academy founder and lead instructor David Yang wrote a blog post for EdSurge describing five stages coding boot camps go through using the Gartner hype cycle. So if you haven't read up on the Gartner hype cycle, I will explain it here. So those stages include technology trigger, peak of inflated expectations, trough of disillusionment, slope of enlightenment, and plateau of productivity. And those stages reveal how excitement and product maturity are not always matched and that expectations can sometimes even damage early stages of an industry. Oh, that's a nuanced perspective. How does he say boot camps can avoid that damage? Yeah, so David encourages a push for boot camp transparency around career outcomes. If we don't, he says, then government entities will step in and do it for us. He also suggests reaching out to students who might not be aware of coding schools as an option and focusing on improving diversity of gender, race, and economic access. And speaking of industry growth, Newsweek published an article in their Educational Insights section about how much the coding industry has grown since 2012, citing some course report stats. The article talks about how the high demand for developers has spawned the rapid growth of the coding school industry with colleges unable to keep up with applications for CS courses. 
The article quotes staff from Dev Bootcamp, Learning Fuse, Coding Dojo, Actualize, Holburton School, and Dev Mountain, and describes the fast-paced and immersive nature of coding bootcamps and how they focus on the latest and most relevant web development languages, which are needed right now in the industry. That's definitely interesting. Well, it was cool to watch PBS NewsHour's segment on coding bootcamps in September. The video focused on students choosing bootcamps as a cheaper alternative to college and went inside Galvanize's Denver campus. Reporter Hari Sinavazan spoke to instructor Wes Reed, whom we also profiled in September, and Galvanize co-founder Jim Dieters about the tight acceptance rates, how to produce career-ready students, and the blossoming partnerships between colleges and coding bootcamps. Cool, yeah, and in regulation type news, Toronto-based bootcamp HackerU has recently suspended programming to submit an application to register as a private career college in Ontario. Amira Zuberi of BetaKit covered that story about HackerU, which offers full-time and part-time courses in web, mobile, and front-end development. Oh wow, is that common for schools to actually suspend classes like that? Actually, a couple of boot camps have struggled to be recognized as a legitimate higher education institution outside of the tech space. If we all remember um, when Bitmaker Labs had to actually shut down in July 2013 because of similar struggles, but it's not super common that they would completely shut down their school. So um, it is interesting to hear that HackerU is working to become accredited though. HackerU CEO Heather Payne says that the bootcamp was unable to register when they launched in 2012, but the program has expanded, so they're now ready to become a private career college. And talking about private colleges, I'm sure everyone heard about ITT Technical Institute's closure of 130 campuses. But a couple of coding bootcamps took the opportunity to reach out to those ITT tech students. As GeekWire's Monica Nicholsberg reports, Coding Dojo offered scholarships of up to $4,000 to former ITT tech students to attend Coding Dojo. Those scholarships can be used at any of the Coding Dojo campuses from October to December 2016. This scholarship launched shortly after Coding Dojo and Bellevue College's announcement of partnering to provide joint software classes. Yeah, and Jeff Casimir also wrote in Built in Chicago that Turing School is also offering two $5,000 scholarships per cohort to former ITT tech students. His perspective is actually really interesting because Jeff very intentionally started a nonprofit boot camp when he launched Turing. So if you're listening and you were affected by ITT tech's closure, apply for those scholarships. In diversity news, we're continuing to see coding boot camps working hard to increase diversity in tech. The top news story this month was the announcement of the Tech Opportunity Fund to award $100 million in diversity scholarships for coding education over the next five years. Vice President Joe Biden announced the fund at the St. Louis headquarters of Launch Code in September. Imogen, do you remember which schools were involved in the Tech Opportunity Fund? Yeah, so the Iron Yard Coding Bootcamp has pledged $40 million in scholarships and Code Fellows has pledged $5 million. They hope that other coding schools and civic organizations will help contribute to the rest of that $55 million needed to reach the $100 million goal. Nonprofit organization Operation Hope will provide financial literacy training to scholarship winners. And a number of publications covered this story, including the Seattle Times, Exconomy, GeekWire, Post and Courier, and Education Dive. So you guys, how else have boot camps been tackling diversity in September? 
Yeah, so we've talked about this before, but veterans are still rather underrepresented in the tech industry. Um, we've talked about, or we've talked to a lot of um, ex-military folks who find that their skills actually transfer really well into coding. In fact, a couple of success stories that I've heard recently came about because a veteran went to a coding boot camp and had like really high security clearance from their time in the military, and that actually enabled them to get pretty legit coding jobs for the government just because like they had that previous security clearance. All right, so anyways, I totally digress, but um, Savio Coding Bootcamp in Los Angeles partnered with Antioch University LA and a nonprofit called Operation Code to hold a Vets Hack Hackathon. Uh, the event was supported by Facebook with the objective of bringing civilians and veterans together to create software solutions for daily challenges that veterans and their families face. So very cool. Um, Savio and Antioch have partnered to offer a certificate in web development that enables Antioch students to learn to code, which we've talked about before, but just a reminder that that allows students who receive federal and state financial aid, including the GI Bill, to become Savio Fellows, so totally relevant. Yeah, and they aren't the only ones offering GI Bill. Um, Turing announced this week that they'll now be accepting the GI Bill, and Code Fellows also accepts it. Cool. Very cool. So now a handful of boot camps are VA approved. There's actually a coding boot camp especially for military veterans in Chicago. Chicago Tribune reporter Alexia Alejade Ruiz writes this month that Code Platoon Coding Boot Camp aims to address both tech talent gaps and challenges to veteran employment. Code Platoon just graduated their first cohort this year. Rodrigo Levy, founder and executive director, hopes that this will be the beginning of a broader push to put veterans on the path to lucrative, high-demand software development jobs. And did you know that there is also a cybersecurity bootcamp for veterans? Silicon Hills news reporter Laura Lorek writes about Open Cloud Academy, a cybersecurity bootcamp for veterans in San Antonio. It's a three-month program paid for through a Department of Labor training grant. Graduates are certified as cybersecurity professionals and placed in an internship with a partner company. Amazing, y'all. Thanks so much for digging those up. Um, I admittedly know very little about VA approval and the GI Bill, but everyone I've talked to mentions reintegration and boot camps as a really interesting retraining option, so I'm glad we're talking about it. Cool. So carrying on with diversity news, remember that earlier this year, Dev Bootcamp and Lesbians Who Tech launched the Edie Windsor Coding Scholarship, which pledged $200,000 towards tuition for LGBTQ women. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now Megan Rose Dickey of TechCrunch reports that 40 scholars have been selected, all of which are LGBTQ, 67% uh, are people of color, and 10% identify as trans. So scholars can choose which boot camp they want to attend, and those include, or the ones that they actually chose, include the Iron Yard, General Assembly, Dev Boot Camp, Thinkful, Hack Reactor, Turing, Dev Mountain, Savio, Galvanize, and Coding Dojo. Wow. <laughs> and that access to tech opportunity is now extending to high-risk students in the Bronx. Hannah Block of the Wall Street Journal reports that the South Bronx neighborhood in New York City is the highest risk community for children with the highest poverty rate and the highest number of adults without a high school diploma. Now, thanks to Knowledge House founders Jerilyn Rodriguez and Joe Carno, more than 500 students from low-income households have taken part in tech-focused workshops and classes. That's so awesome that those students have access to those classes. Um, but what actually is Knowledge House? 
Knowledge House is a nonprofit which aims to teach tech skills to disadvantaged students and partners with engineering consultancy Hackerati to offer seminars, classes, and mentoring to those aged 16 to 24. Oh, that's cool. You know what? I think Hackerati is actually a hiring partner at Turn to Tech, so full circle. Very cool. <laughs> that's so cool. And then it's not just city dwellers who are benefiting from learning to code. Cultivating Coders, a boot camp which travels to underserved communities and rural areas, including tribal areas, is in the semi-finals for Tech.co's fourth annual Startup of the Year competition. Yay, well done. Yay. And Kevin Robinson Avila of News OK reports that the coding boot camp won the Tech.co Startup Night by Southwest in August. And so they are now competing against 49 other companies to win $250,000 in products and services. Cultivating Coders has a Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act certification, allowing low-income students to receive federal financial aid, and has graduated 36 students to date. And speaking of that Tech.co, or formerly, they were Tech Cocktail, right? Um, startup of the Year competition. This is almost mind-blowing, but we actually know of another startup in the semifinals. Yeah, it's actually a grad that we've interviewed in the past, Nikki Klein of Sabio. So Daily Bruin reporter Anjishnu Das talked to Nikki about her project called Beta Gig, which won $250,000 at a hackathon and has now been nominated for Startup of the Year competition. So Beta Gig is an app that allows students Students to connect with employers and quote-unquote beta test a career by shadowing professionals. Oh wow, thanks Liz. Well, nothing makes us happier than hearing about successful boot camp graduates and as more students graduate, the more great stories we are hearing. So another story is from Taja Chapelet Lanier at Technically DC who highlights two Iron Yard DC students who built an app to help veterans find Department of Veteran Affairs loan approved condos for sale. Stella Ma and Eric Douglas found that the current process is tedious and inefficient, so they wanted to make the process more seamless for veterans. Stella's boyfriend is an active Navy member, and they had experienced the flawed system firsthand. That is so amazing. I love how much is going on to help veterans at the moment, and that's such a good example, Lauren, of like how you can use your past experience to really blend that with your new tech skills and create a really neat product. <laughs> now, we can't have a course report podcast without talking about colleges partnering with coding boot camps. And the latest partnership we've heard about is technology training company Reviture, which has joined forces with the City University of New York. EdSurge contributor Ryan Craig wrote an opinion piece about the partnership, which will provide free industry-aligned coding classes for CUNY graduates. Wow, so it's free. And and will it be a full-on boot camp or just free short courses? Uh, it sounds like a full-on boot camp. So Reviture at Cooney will launch on-site 12-week coding programs this fall, offering niche technology skills at no cost. And students who complete the training are then employed by Reviture and receive industry certification. The program is expected to train and hire over 2,000 Cooney graduates over the next five years. Yeah, so we have some questions about this one. Like, so for example, we know that at Reviture, graduates are employed by the school as contract developers for two years after graduating. I'm wondering if this will have the same requirement, if you still have to make that two-year commitment. And also let's keep in mind that Ryan Craig is the managing director of University Ventures, which invests in Reviture. So uh, just keep that in mind as you're reading this opinion piece. 
Now on course report, we don't just focus strictly on coding boot camps. We also list data science boot camps, UX, UI boot camps, and cybersecurity boot camps. But we may have to increase our scope soon as technology boot camps become more varied. Olga Karif of Bloomberg Technology News reports about Byte Academy's new blockchain bootcamp, which launches this fall. Wait, what's blockchain? Does yeah. that have something to do with Bitcoin? I also don't know what blockchain is. Yeah, so blockchain is the technology underlying Bitcoin and is used by banks and insurers as a tool to record transactions and asset transfers. Venture capitalists are investing more than $1.1 billion in related startups, but reports are saying there are not enough developers who know this software. There are only about 8,000 people globally. So Byte's eight-week program will teach the basics of cryptography and solidity. Many companies are also running their own blockchain bootcamps, including Deloitte, Capgemini, Financial Services, and Google parent Alphabet Inc. Yes, all this new technology is very exciting. I'm sure Liz's boyfriend will be excited <laughs> to learn that online coding school Treehouse has announced a virtual reality tech degree. It's the world's first online certification for virtual reality developers and aims to increase the number of skilled talent for the rapidly growing VR industry. Treehouse offers tech degrees that are 12-month guided learning programs designed for entry-level developers. The VR tech degree launches in January of 2017, and it offers a curriculum consisting of coursework, real-world VR projects, project code review, peer-to-peer support, and a final exam. (laughs) Okay, Sebastian will be so pumped. I'm going to have to enroll him January 2017. Put on my calendar. (laughs) So Lauren, you've been adding new schools to the course report directory. Have you been busy this month? Uh, Yes, I added 13. (laughs) Dang. Tell us about it. Okay, so we have Tag Innovation School in Milan, Italy, Launch Academy in Philadelphia, Rhythm School in San Francisco, Codes Academy in Wales in the UK, Noble Desktop in New York City, Code Astra in Hyderabad, India, Open Cloud Academy in San Antonio, Texas, Edge Tech Academy in Hearst, Texas, Learners Guild in Oakland, California, Black Belt Coding in Miami, Florida, Platform 5 in Buenos Aires, Argentina, Reviture in Reston, Virginia, and online, and then we have Coder School in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. And we also have lots of new campuses and courses for schools as well. So Horizon School is opening a new campus in Boston. It's their third campus after San Francisco and Philadelphia. Prime Digital Academy is moving from Bloomington, Minnesota to downtown Minneapolis. Dev Mountain is doubling the size of its teaching space in Dallas, Texas. And Utah-based coding bootcamp V-School has launched a new campus in Beirut, Lebanon, which is interesting. And that 12-week full-stack JavaScript course launched with about 20 Syrian refugees and 40 students overall. Okay, yay. So we are now introducing a new segment to our monthly podcast. We're going to be answering a question from a listener. And today we have a question that someone asked us to answer on Quora. If you aren't looking at the programming bootcamps thread on Quora, you're missing out. Um, And we get a ton of requests to answer questions. So um, Imogen, what's our question today? Right. So this anonymous student, let's call her Mary, says, I'm preparing to join an iOS immersive in NYC. Will my bachelor's in environmental science help me at all? Okay, so Mary, when you're interviewing for a coding boot camp, you should always figure out how your past experience, or in that case, it could mean your past study or your past career, has inspired you to start a boot camp. Right. Every boot camp I've talked to is looking for people who have committed to or even 
who have become an expert in certain subject or skill, because those people are the same ones who will have the grit and tenacity to get through a coding boot camp and be passionate enough to pursue it as a career. Yeah, um, having another area of expertise will also help when, when you're job hunting after the boot camp. It reminds me of a Hackbrite student I just interviewed a few days ago. Terry had been a graphic designer for a few years before she decided to become a software developer, but she realized she could actually combine her previous experience with her new skills and got a job bridging the gap between a design team and an engineering team. So Mary could do something similar, like coding for an environmental research team or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I totally, admittedly, don't know a ton about environmental science coursework, but like, think about what was your favorite part of your major. Maybe you loved biostats because you got to crush Excel formulas and you taught yourself a little bit of SQL um, in the process. Or maybe you took uh, a GIS class and you enjoyed manipulating that geographical data. Yes. Don't just think that your past experiences in completely different areas like biomed or environmental science or even human services can't help you in your new life of code. You just have to find those transferable skills and use them. All right. So final answer, Mary, no, you're probably not going to be doing a ton of environmental science <laughs> as a developer, but plenty of past experiences can parlay into a career in coding. And the fact that you committed to an environmental science bachelor's can also be a great sign that you can commit to a boot camp. So go for it. Yeah. All right, ladies, we are coming to the end of the podcast. What were your favorite blog posts this month? Imogen? So I really enjoyed interviewing Wendy Yu, who recently graduated from NYC Data Science Academy. She used to be a biologist studying the sense of smell, which I thought was so interesting. And now she's a data scientist predicting trends in the music industry. I feel like how could you not get such different careers? It seems like such a cool and interesting career switch. I also enjoyed chatting with Leon Gersing about culture and community at Dev Bootcamp. Yeah, I was actually really surprised. I loved all of Leon's answers. I thought they were so like varied. He had really thought about it, and it's clear that he's like doing a real job establishing that culture and community at Dev Bootcamp, so that's cool. And Lauren, what was your favorite? I was in awe of Pedro Martin from General Assembly. He was an activist and an environmental science teacher to low-income students in Venezuela before he became a software developer. Not only did he protest human rights, he was jailed and eventually had to flee Venezuela for safety. With no English skills, he taught himself simply by watching American movies. He moved to London and decided to learn code at General Assembly, and now he's a junior developer at Maytech. Kind of crazy. That is such a cool story. story. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so my favorite story this this month was I got to talk to an employer in September who really loves hiring boot campers from Turing School in Denver. That was Chris, who is the engineering manager at Granicus. So he not only hires, but he also manages the boot campers that he hires. So that was a really cool perspective. And I asked him what makes coding boot campers really special to him and like a, an actual uh, source of talent that he looks for when he's hiring developers. And I loved his answer. So I want to share it with y'all. So Chris said, everyone you interview from a code school is going to have a strong interest in tech and coding because they just sacrificed a huge amount of money and time to switch their careers. They've made this commitment and they've taken a risk beyond what a college student may have taken. So I thought that was so smart and so true. All right, so that brings us to the end of the Course Report September News Roundup. 
Thanks everyone for listening. We hope you've learned something new and you will hear us at next month on the October News Roundup. Bye. Bye.